0: Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're gonna go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, halfback, flat, onto ready. Right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill, and Paul Gallant.
1: Blue
0: 42! 42. Blue 42! 42. Good morning, Brock, how are you now? Good morning, Pauly, doing great, doing wonderful on this Tuesday, the day before, the day before, maybe the day before, the day before, the day before the Seahawks make a move, but doing great, doing great. You boys? Doing well, and I'm very excited about
2: something that takes place tomorrow. So it is Mm. the day before this, Brock, and maybe I won't get the answers that I so desire,
0: that I so well, not see if you speak this way. I don't, yeah. don't even know what this is. Well, what is yeah, that? what is going on? Is that some fake British royalty nonsense? What are you doing right there? What is that?
2: Speaking like a <laughs> eloquent young lad. What's the most important answer that you would like to get out of Pete Carroll and John Schneider at tomorrow's press conference? Who are
0: you taking in fifty six? How about that? That's disappointing. <laughs> uh,
2: Brock, no, that so over I,
1: I, every I, one of these. Yes. Every one of these, I just, it's like, you come in, like, hey, who are you taking? It's the one thing everybody wants to know. It's the one thing you know that they won't answer and they shouldn't answer because it makes all of this seem like such a weird, weird what, yes. use of energy. What
0: is, what, what was the guy's name? John Sawatsky? Was that Sawatsky, name? yes. Sawatsky from ESPN. And Salk and Kyle still give me crap every time I mention his name. Like anybody else in the world knows who John Sawatsky is. But uh, Paul, do you know who John Sawatsky is?
2: I do not. Okay, Interview he was,
0: coach. Yes, he was hired by ESPN and he actually had an office right by the entrance and he was a huge Seahawk fan. So even when I went back there early in my broadcast career, he would uh, go in his office. He'd spent a bunch of years up in, I believe, Vancouver, British Columbia, became a Seahawk fan. Just a, just a Wonderful guy to talk to, hilarious. And he actually was hired by Bonneville to come out and, and help many of us on the news and sports side yeah? how to craft questions, how to ask questions, the do's and the don'ts in an interview process. And, and you know Tom Rinaldi and many of those folks actually point to him and say he was an amazing asset, a remarkable consultant that helped them grow and develop in their interviewing skills. So Sawatsky would say... Tomorrow for Pete and John, you do the opposite of what I just said, because that puts them in just nothing but a confrontational spot. But instead, you say something like, hey, Pete, how would you characterize the last three months with your starting quarterback? Mm. So you just open the door and allow him to take that whichever way you want to go. Hey, John, what would you say you have learned in your relationship with Russell Wilson's team? Those would probably be the two, besides the draft, because I don't, or you know, even in this draft, I know how much you guys love to group your players and group talent together. Are there a lot of, of groupings by positions in this in this draft? Is there a, a strength in this draft with certain personnel? And then obviously, just how unique this this scouting period has been, unlike. You know, anything that those guys have ever had. Because even last year, they had the combine and the breadth of data. So how do you go about gathering your data? I think there's a bunch of fascinating stuff that'll come out of tomorrow. And I'm really glad, frankly, for the first time, we get to hear from those two. Do you think, Brock, that Russell's
1: relationship with the franchise has changed over the past three months? Or do you think, do you feel like sort of some of the laundry that's been stinking behind the scenes has been flown on that
0: clothesline out in front where everybody saw it. Don't think it's changed with Pete. Don't think it's changed with Pete at all. I think those two guys are pretty close. They're like-minded in many different ways. They want to put their stuff out there. They want to sort through hard things. They've got so much relational equity, I think, through this last decade, Danny, of of all of all of the stuff that went into making the sausages through the year. So I don't, I really don't think, and, and I bet you, and I don't know how much Coach Carroll will clarify any of this, but um, but if I had to bet uh, they have spent time together in these three months talking, maybe even in person, and that would just be my bet and my speculation, and he may or may not go into some of those details, but I don't, I don't think there. I think with, yeah, I think with John Schneider, I think with the front office, I think that there probably is some healing and some conversation that has to be done. So t- to me, if there were some scars, like my poison song, right? Every rose has a thorn, and, uh, and the knife cuts and though the wound heals, the scar, that scar remains, I think there's going to be some scar tissue with the front office. That sounded so eloquent. I was very nervous song. once I started. It Was I actually going to remember the lyric?
1: Uh, Brock and I went and saw a musical together. Brock's lovely wife was with Question us.
2: two, Mora. What what musical was it? I'm a big musical guy, Brock.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, uh-huh. was, well, it was what yeah. it, was It's the Rock of Ages. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Watching and sitting next to Brock as he realized that all of Whoa. the heavy metal songs that yes. he listened to and got pumped up to yes. as a high school student were about <sighs> sex
0: was <Yes. laughs> was was pretty funny. Let's just say untenable. And had Danny not been there, we'd have walked out. Question two. Also,
1: when one of the protagonists, I think we were in row three, maybe row four, uh, had a pair of nunchucks that he held at about waist level and dangled out into the crowd. Uh-huh. It, 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 uh, that, that was... It, yeah,
0: Brock, I don't mm. think Brock was comfortable
1: with that Danny, either. Did you,
0: did you enjoy the performance more or watching me squirm? What did you enjoy? Oh, it was, you squirm. You and I liked more. I liked the musical, but watching <laughs> watching your
1: distinct discomfort was by far the, the, the best thing Good. that happened. Dory Monson also there for that. that, that, that I think evening. that
0: was just days before the Super Bowl victory it's as correct. well. It's correct.
1: Yeah. You'd, you'd sit through that musical again for another Super Bowl win, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah,
0: probably. It
1: came yes. It, you'd take one for the team. <laughs> yes. Question <Gosh>. two. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan said they yeah. traded up to number 3 with one player in mind. But now there's five guys they feel better about at quarterback. Mm, mm. If, if you hear that, do you feel better or worse about the player whom the, the 49ers are going to select? That They've, they've broadened their list of, of viable candidates with that yeah, pick over the that's, past few weeks.
0: I think, that's a, I think that's a fair question. And John Lynch also said, did he not, that this will be Kyle's decision. That ultimately the GM and the relationship that they have there and and the trust that John has, that Kyle's got to get the the chef that he wants with all the rest of the ingredients. And gosh, Danny, this draft is going to be fascinating once you get to that point. If indeed Zach Wilson goes to the Jets have been pretty coy, pretty quiet. Everybody just assumes that it's going to be Zach Wilson at two. What if it's Justin Fields at two? And if in you know everybody that I talk to, what's fascinating about this? Every one of my old quarterback buddies, from Jim Miller to Ryan Leaf, chatted with EJ Manuel, Herbie. You know who they all have number two is their quarterback Justin Fields, just as I do. Just as I do. Most former quarterbacks, other than Chris Sims, I think have Justin Fields is the guy that we would feel most comfortable going at number two. So. I, I I hope Kyle gets the guy that that he genuinely wanted when they made that. Actually, I don't. Uh, you know, if you're a Seahawks fan, like, you know, but that's where the it's just the fascination of this draft. And I'll be on with Dave and, and Bob covering it live. It's it it could take some crazy crazy twists there at number two and number three.
1: Are the Jets going to squeeze a pick out of the Forty ers And I ask that because the Jets right now they could yeah. They, they could get the 49ers to trade that pick of hey you don't know who we're gonna take correct well you don't you don't know who we're gonna take is the second one do you want to it was a, I believe it was the Trent Richardson pick where the where the the, the Cleveland Browns did something like that, where they basically just moved back one spot in the order by mm. by holding that other team's foot to the fire of, like, do you really want a risk that we're not going to take or trade this pick to, to someone else? Yeah. I'd love to see the 49ers get... Squirm. Get, get, yeah, I'd love yeah. to see them wiggle like that. Squirm like me in that musical in Broadway, yes. <laughs> pour! <Pause! laughs> yeah, I think it was pour some sugar on me. I think that was the moment with, pie, with Brock. I think,
0: it's, uh, no, I think it was-
2: <laughs> You're right. not it about an old-fashioned cherry pie. Cherry pie. That's true. It was
1: cherry pie. That is, that is
2: what it was. Pour some uh. sugar on that. Next. <laughs> Question three. Alright, so we just talked about the San Francisco 49ers, the only other NFC West team with a first-round pick in 2021. That's the Arizona Cardinals. They're picking in the middle of the draft at number 16. What do you think Arizona's going to do with that pick and how close are they to the rest of the pack in the NFC West? Because Even with San Francisco looking for a new quarterback, I think the Niners, the Rams, and Seahawks are ahead of Arizona in the pecking order.
0: They've closed the gap, and and who is it that they can't beat? They They can't beat the Rams, right? The Rams just have their number, but they can beat the 49ers. Right, and I think I have that right, and, and it's it's one it's one of those two in the division. Kyler Murray has flashed at times, being a Pro Bowl player uh, in this league and and in toe to toe with anybody. And then there's inconsistency, and he makes catastrophic mistakes and kind of disappears as well. So it's been a an up and down journey for the number one pick. I think most places have mocked an offensive lineman to them. I would say that that is the one area at the line of scrimmage in this division that you, if you're going to win this division, is we know Russell has clamored about that you've got to be good up there and this is a draft loaded with some offensive tackles pretty thin uh, in the interior of that line But I would be pretty surprised if they don't get somebody, right? They add A.J. Green. You added J.J. Watt. You took care of a couple of those positions of some need. And now I think you continue to protect your your quarterback over the long term. And at that point in the draft, with as many quarterbacks that are going to go high, you may have an opportunity to get a real stud at that position. You watched Tristan Wirfs last year. Uh, and in Tampa Bay waited, and he fell to them. I think he was a third tackle taken, but he 's an absolute rock star and helped protect Tom on his way to a Super Bowl. so that 's probably to me in this division where you 've got to block the monsters on the edge, probably the direction they go. Is Cliff Kingsbury the cardinals head coach this time next year,
1: Brock I'm asking you to look into your crystal ball. I think he
0: 's toast. Yeah. I think that dude is toast. Yeah, I think he's gotta take some some significant strides and, that, and and obviously winning will cure all of that. So you win ten games to get to the playoffs, he'll be their coach. They don't go to the yep. playoffs, it's playoffs or bust. It's playoffs or bust for the Cardinals. I think so. I think Brock- so. Do you think he'll be do you think he'll be in his fancy little house? Do you guys have a feeling of Well,
1: uh, he's been uh, one upped, right? Uh, he's uh, been uh, one upped uh, by uh, the Rams. <laughs>
2: I what mean, did I, do? his place, has, uh, Sean McVay's Her,
1: place has the pool. And, uh, well, it's not just McVay's. The Rams have rented some house on Malibu, and now they're like doing drone videos. Uh, yeah, Rebel, and Rebel Wilson, Wilson an and actress, was there yesterday, oh, and it's all kooky it's and funny. Very, and oh showing all it's the worst. <laughs> like people from L.A. I, oh L.A. Oh is I. great. I love Southern California. But the people that... That flaunt that lifestyle like that Are the reason why L.A. is made to be a joke yes. Like it's gross Nobody likes that person Nobody likes that person <laughs> Nobody likes them Brock you almost You consider going to, to yeah. Can you imagine how your life would have been different If you had Crazy, gone to college right? in L.A. Crazy
0: I love Terry Donahue He was not that He he was to me a bunch of class and Really? And Oh, I love. Oh, I've always you. thought of him as the epitome of
1: SoCal, nah. like wearing
0: flip flops to work. No, he had his little cup with ice in it, and uh, you know he always had a nice little bronze tan and everything. Yes, yeah. but no, he was he was just as relatable in Puyallup as he was in in Beverly Hills, and and I still you know I saw him for a bunch of years. I don't think he's doing it anymore. I think he may have phased out of it, but uh, for a lot of years I saw him on the road. He was doing radio, and gosh, yep. he was just a first class guy. That was a hard hard phone call the hardest of my life at that point at 18 years of age tell somebody no who spent a lot of time and and resources and effort to to recruit me there and if uh yeah i i really thoroughly enjoyed him some of the rest of it as you said was a little artificial and not for me you know who else almost got recruited there
1: matt Hasselback. Reason. Matt Hasselbeck was really wanted to go to UCLA, and then he told Tom Coughlin, who was the Boston College coach at, at that point, and Tom Coughlin c- proceeded to systematically break down Matt Hasselbeck and deconstruct every reason why he was going there. And Hasselbeck ended up going to Boston College. Wow. <laughs> Damn! I, was like, I don't know how that happened. Good story. Good story. Yeah. I like that. Brock, it's always fun to talk to you. We will look forward to catching up with you on Thursday when the draft is going to get underway. You're going to be one of our last voices as we get set for
0: it. Awesome. Can't wait to hear from Pete and John tomorrow and you guys react to that as well. It'll be pretty cool. That is Brock Heward.
2: Thanks, Brock.